everybody, what's up? Sagi here and welcome to the Commit First Podcast. Today on the show we have Dr. Nima Rahmani. Dr. Nima is a retired chiropractor that went into working with healing based on cognitive and somatic-based tools. Basically, what Dr. Nima does is he helps people break trauma bonds and heal trauma bonds, which we will talk about on the show. And he's talking about the connection between our fantasies of love, sex, and money, and how we can heal those kind of traumas and cure our past in order to create a better future. It was an amazing conversation, full value, and I would love for you guys to hear this. Before we do, I just want to ask you, if you love the show, please share it with someone that can benefit from this show. So thank you again and enjoy. Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Commit First Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Nima Rahmani. Nima, what's up? Hey, it's good to have your presence once again, Sagi. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And great to have you on the show. Um, I, I've seen, um, I've seen you kind of like post about, um, rewire, which we're going to talk about at the end, guys, stay with us until the end, because we're going to talk about something very cool that Nima's got going on here. But I, I really, I really connected to what you said about, um, healing past traumas and, and, and bonds that attach us and, and basically pr- like, uh, prevent us from reaching our true potential and our great. Yeah. And like, this is like something that is really, uh, limiting us. And I really believe that there's something, one thing I learned in my journey in the past couple of years is like that we can also look to the future. We can look to the future and have a vision and write down our goals and like achieve and pursue the future, which is very important. We cannot do it fully without releasing past traumas, bonds that are holding us back. Um, so mm-hmm. talk to us a bit about your, your, your story with that. Yeah, I, it's, it's very true what you say. Everybody wants to, um, kind of rise and expand and emerge and, um, have visions and goals. Uh, and unknowingly we fall into these familiar patterns. We call it self-sabotage, you know, you build and then all of a sudden something happens and then, um, you just feeling like you're falling flat on your face. And this was me within relationships. Um, and with, uh, my business, I would always kind of reach a certain level and then boom, you know, with the collapse of a relationship, um, there would be kind of like a reset with all of my growth and potential. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I, and so, yeah. yeah and so what, what just, just to kind of finish, finish the thought here, um, without examining what we don't look at is without examining the conditioning that's unconscious in our conditioning, in our wiring, in our nervous system, in our programming from the traumas that we've gone through, from the identity that we have taken on from unconscious parents, from culture, from religion, from society, we then start to experience these real deep frustrations in the world, in the world of love, in the world of sex, in the world of, you know, finances and money. And most people, this is why most people are experiencing a sense of dissatisfaction. And so it wasn't until I hit a wall a few years ago 
I had to look and said, all right, never again. I got to, I got to figure out after my last breakdown of a relationship, I said, I thought to myself, I got to figure out what's really in charge. I thought I was in control, but when I looked, I realized there were these unconscious complexes that were keeping me, preventing me from, from escalating and elevating. And, and can you tell us a bit about like, I I know you shared it on your thing. And so like, I feel uh, comfortable asking you about a bit about the story that you, um, Mm -hmm. that you just recently or still am going through, because I think that's one of the things that really qualifies you to talk about this. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, the qualify, my qualifications is that I'm a chiropractor and I retired from chiropractic to teach people how to heal at the root cause of why they were sick. And it turns out that those, um, complexes that was causing them to be sick was attachment, uh, distress, um, relational attachments. If you think about a relationship as an attachment, Mm-hmm. Um, a breakdown of an attachment, a grief, a loss, losing somebody, a death, a divorce, a breakup, um, you know, a friendship breakup. Yeah. This is a, it's called a ruptured attachment. And, mm-hmm. um, my situation was I, in my last relationship, I was involved in what's called a trauma bond, a trauma bonded relationship, which is, um, when two people are bonded, it's kind of like this fatal attraction where you can't let go. Why can't I quit you? Even though you're terrible for me, even though this is not something that's good for either of us, why can't we let go this push and pull this? I love you. I'm, you know, this is amazing. The sex is amazing. And then all of a sudden things turn really sour and then it goes downhill and then, um, you push the person away and then this, this fight back and forth, push, pull, um, where you're both really, you know, un, uh, unhealthy with one another, that relationship that ended five years ago, one of the, one of my concerns of leaving that relationship, Sagi was how am I going to leave? Uh, I was afraid to leave because of the, the impact, I was afraid of what would happen if I left because I was afraid of uh, smear campaign. I was afraid of reputation damage. And so this was one of those energetic ties that was kind of keeping me close. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and if and I left, were, it's like you, you, were you like, better, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We were just yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, you, it was kind of like, don't leave me or else I'm going to destroy you type of situation. So I finally was able to break free and I dealt with the consequences afterwards of a, um, smear campaign and all of that. But I moved on, got married, have a beautiful son. We're almost celebrating in the recording of this, our three year, um, wedding anniversary coming up and I'm still in the process of untangling it through the legal system from this trauma bond. And in that process of moving through and trying to get rid of somebody from my life who, um, you know, we're in that is very much, um, in an attempt to, to keep that connection going by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, I've learned some things. I've walked that path of breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma and looking at myself very painful, very, very uh, humbling 
sobering look in the mirror as to what it was that I, who I was, that contributed to this really unhealthy dynamic so that number one, I could make sure I can figure out how did I get here? Number two, how do I make sure this never happens again? And if I can, and then if I can do number one and number two, can I potentially have a healthy relationship? The answer is yes. And if I can do these three, then number four, which is how do I teach other people how to not go through the exact same, yeah. you know, pathway that I did. So that's really the backstory of why I'm teaching it. Right. And, and I think like in most cases, um, and, and I don't, I don't want to, um, go too much into the story about this past relationship. In most cases, like when boyfriend, mm -hmm. girlfriend break up, there's no like lawsuit. There's no, um, <laughs> Correct. This, this was probably a very attached, you know, relationship, to a very, you know, something, something there was, um, pretty toxic in order for it to take it. to Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Oh yes. There was uh there, this was the, in this situation, my lawyers that I've been working with, uh, took a look and said, we've never seen anything like this. So this is a, one of those situations. So if you've ever been in a situation when you are trying to get, get somebody out of your life who really isn't wanting you to leave, what does it wants to stay bound to you and is using all sorts of kind of public, um, you know, I, I happen, most, most people go through relationship challenges in the, in the, in their, you know, in the privacy throughout their, their homes. Um, and, but I, I work in the public, I have a public, um, profile. So this now happens to be a, a very public thing. So it was a hugely embarrassing, but I, I, the, the, the benefit or the gift of that was that I kind of leaned into all of that. And now what I've learned on the other side is a deep understanding of what a trauma bond actually is when a, a what it, what constitutes a healthy relationship and what con constitutes a codependent a toxic trauma bond with the narcissist codependent cycle going back and forth with the love bombing, the de devaluing, the discarding and, 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 you know, the, 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 the nonstop kind of the abuse that can happen even after the relationship ends and how to break free from it. Most important, here's the most important consideration, how to make sure that your next relationship is actually healthy. Yeah. How to, how to know that to, to, to end that trauma bond and to create a secure relationship afterwards is an art form. There's an, there's an art and a neuroscience to it. And that was what I was curious about discovering. And that's what, I, why I love teaching people how to break free from that uh, kind of toxic trauma bond. So I, I think like there's a couple of things that come up for me regarding, mm -hmm. um, what you just said. So for like, for once, like any relationship and, you know, like coming after, like I, I've been married for 11 years. Um, mm -hmm. like, cool. Is it already 12 years? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, just make sure you don't, yeah. Just make wife, sure you don't forget your, yeah. your, uh, your anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of forget the anniversary for sure, but yeah, um, mm -hmm. the years are passing and right. And like, obviously any marriage and really, any, like we have three kids and, um, we have our, um, our challenges, right. And sometimes mm -hmm. because men and women are so different and, um, in, in the marriage long-term relationship, like there's so many like 
powers that are pulling like so many pressure points and um and conflicts that come in the story so it's kind of like th there are many uh situations right and i'm sharing this like openly like which in which like we you know we get into fights where um or or not many situations where we get into like big fights but we get into a lot of arguments um right and we we, we are pretty much different people for us are uh, we took a personality uh, assessment each kind of like and we're really like on a myers-briggs we, we are like the complete opposites right and i guess there's a lot yeah, of, of course like that um yeah now how do you how do you know so i don't want to you know i, I want to encourage people to have healthy relationships so some people right now are, that are listening are in actually toxic relationships that they are probably contemplating on on leaving them right and some people are in relationships that they're having just struggles right like regular struggles mm -hmm. Um, how do you define, yeah. how do you define like just regular struggles from having, okay, this is a relationship I need to, this is a, uh, a toxic bond or like, yeah, the, that's a, that's an impossible question to answer because everybody's really different. Um, how do you define a relationship? Well, here, first and foremost, you know, you're, you could be one of the lucky ones that you just found this person and the, everything fits and you don't have too many problems. And from what I've experienced, a relationship is two human beings, imperfect human beings yeah. with a past, exactly. with a past, right. uh, with attachment, stress, attachment, mm -hmm. um, uh, attachment traumas, injuries from mom and dad. And what we do is we find a person with the exact opposite type of uh, a reflection of those woundings of injuries so that we can use the relationship to heal what was incomplete from the past. Like to answer your question, Sagi, we got to redefine a relationship. Everybody gets into relationships. Most of the time, it's just based on a fantasy. Oh, they're going to make me happy. Right. I mean, definitely. That's we, not we what it's, that's like, not what most people think. Yeah. We get married. We're like, we'll be very, you know, we'll be, uh, amazingly off, you know, like we'll, we'll be happily ever, we'll live happily ever after. Then they get married and like, oh my God, we're in a marriage, <laughs> you know? And yeah. 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 Okay. Let me just finish that thought here. Um, so most of the time we get into this, these relationships, Think, thinking that the other person is going to make us happy. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, relationships are fantasy. They're in fantasy. And what I discovered, that's why every relationship I was having, I was divorced back in 2011. Every relationship was failed, a failed relationship because I was entering them thinking that the other person is there to you know, heal me from my insecurities and make me happy. And, and all of our unresolved woundings from childhood are going to be saved by the other person. And that, that fails miserably. When we enter that with the covert agreement that that's what's going to happen, the relationship is doomed to fail. So when I, that last relationship broke down, I kind of had to look and realize that a relationship marriage is actually a potentially a container, a space to heal and to evolve and to grow together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And what'll happen is within the relationship, each of you are going to have activations or triggered from one another mm -hmm. because of the, your past. Now there's an option here. 
you either project that past wounding onto the other person and say, why are you doing this to me? Which you both are going to be doing this to one another, or you learn the skills of understanding your wounding, your attachment distress responses, mm-hmm. fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. This is what happens when you get into conflict. Mm-hmm. You fight, poke, you flight, run. I'm getting the hell out of here. You freeze, which is you hide or you just shut down. Yeah. Or you fawn, which means just fixing. Let's just fix, abandon yourself and fix. And what happens is those childhood patterns that helped you become safe in childhood cause toxicity in your adult relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's at some point you got to wake up to the fact that that's going on. Otherwise the relationship becomes unhealthy and learn the skills of, of self-regulation and then co-regulation. Otherwise you'll be repeating that past cycle again and again. So the answer to your question is it's very difficult to answer that. Um, how do you know if it's healthy? It's unhealthy when you are unable (laughs) to learn how to self-regulate and, and communicate from a place of understanding and compassion. Mm -hmm. It'll be a, a nightmare if you don't learn to do that. Right. So I'm like, you know, how some of our, um, I mean, you're like looking at, you know, I, I, the reason I'm, I, I, I asked this is because I had periods in my marriage where I was like, is this the right fit? Right. Because we're so different. Yes. Like, is this the right fit? Like, am I in a good relationship? Like, the, you know, mm-hmm. there's a complete like opposite values that, you know, that she has compared to what I have. In some cases, yep. in some cases we're mm-hmm. 100% aligned. And so what we mm-hmm. found out, I think like in, a, in the past couple of years, we really like strengthened, strengthened the relationship in which we kind of each go in there in our own kind of like allow each other to kind of grow in their own paths instead of trying to fix one another. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that really, really helped. But I, I, are you saying that any relationship can be saved if one person takes the lead and starts now healing their past trauma mm-hmm. and becomes that communicator? Or do you think like there's some relationships in which like there's, you know, no way to, to do that? Yeah. I'm asking for the people That's right now a- asking themselves because there's sure are yeah. that are like, am I in a right relationship? Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of my, one of my, um, my masterclass that I have on my website is should I stay or go? That's the most common question Mm -hmm. that I get. So I did a, I have like a two hour training just on that, how to answer that question. So I can't answer that just one, you know, that's the, the million dollar question, isn't it? So can it, can it be? So the, the clients that we work with, there are times where they go, all right, you know what, this relationship, I don't think it's working. Let me do the work, the work, which is a deep inner work of healing what their, you know, attachment to their trauma bonding, which is um, their, their unresolved attachment wounds from their ancestors, parents, caregivers. And once they do that, all of a sudden, Option number one, the dynamic within their relationship completely shifts mm-hmm. as they shift that energy. Cause it's all energy. Trauma is stuck stored energy in our system. If you take on the work of shifting that 
stored traumatic energy through the system, your partner that used to trigger all of those, those past stuff, all of a sudden they'll say the thing and that won't evoke the same response in you. Option number one, Mm -hmm. the dynamic shifts and a rising tide lifts all boats and the relationship transforms. Now, please understand this is an ongoing process. So who knows three years from now, like it, it, it's a process. Right. So, so you, you, the, the work we do is I, I teach people a process so that when the, the activations and triggers come up, then we know how to work with them internally. So one of three things happen, the dynamic shifts and the relationship kind of takes a pivot and now you're in a different place. So it, 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 it survives. Okay. Option number two is the shift happens within you and the other person. You start to realize what's happened with us. You start to realize like Pamela, for example, she realizes, yeah, I've been in this situation. It's not working for me. I love you. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't have resentment. We have kids together. It's time for me to move on from this relationship and they move on. And then all of a sudden the partner goes, shit, I don't, I don't want to lose this person. And then because they, because of the threat of loss, then they step up and they heal their shit (laughs) and then they get back together. That happens as well. Mm -hmm. Or number three, they move on and they part ways, which I've actually helped couples Mm -hmm. because they have kids and they want to make sure that the, 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 the relationship for the kids is good. They move on and and, and, and co-parent and live kind of parallel lives because they, they want to, they want to move on. And so the key is, is to get to a place. What I do is I work with people and get them to a place where they have an open heart and they can move on. What's the most loving thing for both parties to do. And sometimes the most loving thing is to move, move on. That's the question. So the work is to get the person to a place where they can um, have a deep love for themselves. When you have a deep love for yourself, you won't tolerate being treated less than that. So a lot of people do move on and a lot of people, the relationship dynamic completely changes. So, and it's a work in progress. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So um, let's go into like, I think, thank you for answering that. So uh, mm. you know, like so elaborately and, and also anybody was like asking this question, you gave a great resource. All right, let's go to, uh, Dr. And Nima's website and just check it out. You know, you guys can sign up for, for the, uh, free training. So, um, mm-hmm. or I don't know if it's free, but sorry, just for the training. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, regarding what you're talking about nowadays, you're talking about like the, to heal the traumas that are connected to love, sex, and money. Tell me a bit about how are these three, the ones that are connected and why just these yeah. three? Yeah. Well, it was a huge revelation. I, I never, I had never seen it anywhere, put it all together like that. And I realized that the traumas that we go through with love that causes us to have this opinion of love that we're not worthy of love, that we have to work for love, that love is not inherently available, that love, that, that I'm bad, that I'm shameful. So I'm not, you know, that I'm not deserving 
It's, a, it's really about deserving with love. Well, if you just move that along, because my last relationship really was mostly about sex and money. It was a transaction that was done. Sex for money and really what it was. My my, my former partner was actually a, um, uh, a high-end escort and a madam, and a sex worker. So, I, you know, I was, you know, was totally into that for kind of like a temporary, uh, type of experience. Um, <laughs> so I had to look at these parts of me, these aspects of myself, uh, if I wanted to heal and really unpack this relationship dynamic. And I realized that it's the same thing with sex, the opinions that um, why I was so drawn to somebody with a background in sex work and having kind of like a, a like a partnership um, with somebody who I would kind of had as a independent contractor in my company and helping me run my company. Mm-hmm. Um, why did I get into that situation? Company which is not in a healthy, to sex work. No, <laughs> exactly. In a healthy, my company was not related to sex work. That was her other work. Um, why would I do that? Normally in a healthy state, that would be a red flag. But why do we step over these red flags when it comes to love, when it comes to sex and it comes to money? And the answer to that is fantasy. We have fantasies from childhood when it comes to love, when it comes to sexuality, we have sexual trauma. There is um, your first sexual experiences. Oftentimes, you know, there's incest with family members. This is going to be very triggering to a lot of people, but we talk about it very openly. Our sexual identity, our love identity, and our money identity comes from past experiences. Mm-hmm. our culture. Um, how did your parents get along? What was your first experience with sexuality? You know, when I was younger, um, I, you know, little boys, they play with their penises, you know, and my mother, of course, with her background was freaking out. She t- takes me to the doctor, like what's wrong with him type of experience. Right. And so the message that I'm getting is it's shameful sexuality is shameful. The human body is shameful. So what happens is this causes our psyche to split into different parts. And this is where the shadow comes in. And the shadow is this unwanted, shameful part that we don't want to look at. And unfortunately, when we don't look at it, when we don't acknowledge it, it runs the show. It starts to direct our life. And that was what caused me to get into that last relationship and which was all a transaction, sex and money, and then throw in this kind of a misunderstanding of what love is. Mm -hmm. And that describes my entire relationship. The last five years of trying to get out and the last uh, few years of, of being in it. So the last eight years of my life have been unpacking this really unholy union between love, sex, and money. And now I completely understand why. And so I was, I was like, all right, how do I have good sex in a secure relationship? And my story with money was this undeserving as well. It wasn't for us. It's all going to be taken away, which was all down from my childhood kind of experience where we left Iran at the age of four, the Islamic revolution came into power. And because we're Baha'is, we left 
you know, the Holy Land, by the way, is in Israel, in Akka and uh, um, I, I, Akka and, and Haifa. Yeah. So I've been there a couple of times. A beautiful uh, part yeah. of the world. Yeah. Beautiful part. But we left Iran because of that reason. And the, in my wiring is it's all going to be taken away from you. It's all going to be taken away from you. Sex is bad. It's shameful. It needs to be done in secret, secrecy, silence, and shame. Mm -hmm. So now we have love, my experience with love, with sex, and with money completely hidden in the shadows, not looked at, not examined. And our unexamined parts tend to run the show. And that was what was running the show in my last trauma bonded relationship. So isn't it interesting? Saggy, how it's all intimately woven. And these are the parts of our relationships that we argue about the most, sex and money. They're, they experience the most dissatisfaction and it's all because of our faulty wiring. And that's really how it's all related. <laughs> Tell me it, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, I, I do have a question regarding like- Sure, please. Love, sex and money, I was thinking like, what other things might people have fantasies about that are uh, misaligned with um, with their situation or reality or past traumas? Um, I mean, it definitely makes sense. There's there's people. I can give you an example. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just yeah. thinking about like what what about like fame? What about success? What about those yeah. kind of things? Mm -hmm. What about them? Uh, tell me the question that you have and I mean, I'll, like, I'll totally break it down for you. I, I'd like to help you understand. Sure. A lot of kids nowadays mm -hmm. want to be famous. They want to be a famous YouTuber. Of course. Are we going to have- I can relate uh, to that. Right. So how about like um, the unmet needs or, or you know, kind of like about, or the fantasies about becoming famous, then they get to it. Right. And like they have a complex with that. Yeah. Well, here's the great question. Fantasy in terms of love, sex, and money. It's, it gets implanted to us in childhood. Mm -hmm. The fantasy comes from a reality that's unbearable. If you experience life, Sagi, growing up where you don't feel seen by parents that are present and are able to be attuned to your emotional needs because they're up in their heads and they're in the, they've been impacted by their own traumas. Mm -hmm. If you don't experience that level of feeling seen and attuned emotionally by a, a, a conscious parent, a fantasy gets implanted with love. You know, I'm going to have somebody make, you know, totally adore and worship me with, with money. Oh, I'm going to be rich and famous. So now, now you have this fantasy of, I want to be famous. So, and I can definitely relate when I was two years old, I was not, uh, my mother, uh, left to come to Canada with my twin brother to explore immigrating. So my, my son's two years old right now. So if my wife left him for three months, would you not agree that that would be a trauma on his system feeling not seen, right? That's what happened to me. So fame and being seen by others became a fantasy for me, which is the answer to a childhood wounding of not feeling seen. Mm -hmm. And so throw in sex with that in my last relationship, because I didn't have that connection with mom. So this nurturing kind of 
um, sexual fantasy that I had with my last partner. <clears throat> and now you have two fantasies there. She had a fantasy because of the fact that she was tons of childhood trauma and wounding. She left, um, you know, her, her family system at the age of 19, it was too, you know, her mother wasn't well. She left to, to just get away, moved all the way to Japan as far as she could, um, from home, uh, to get away from the traumas of childhood. She had a fantasy of having a, you know, a power couple dynamic. So what happens is when you get into relationship with somebody, two people have these uncovert fantasies that they project onto one another called a shared fantasy. Mm -hmm. And this is what fuels the trauma bond is the shared fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so part of healing from a trauma bond is dismantling that fantasy and really finding appreciation in reality changing your relationship to dopamine and getting the reward of the fame or the likes and the whatever, and to really give, learn how to give that to self. So the fame, the need for fame comes from a lack of self-love. The need for wealth comes from a poverty of, of self-trust. So healing this becomes a spiritual path. Got it. Love it. Um, and by the way, I always say like, uh, also, being an entrepreneur is a spiritual journey. hundred um, percent. Greed. Cheers to that. hundred <laughs> percent. I agree with you. Definitely, bro. So let's, let's talk about this, like the, the actual methods, like how do we heal? How do we break, you know, trauma? Yeah. Bonds? Well, the first step that people usually go through, you know, you start with YouTube videos, which is great because you got to learn a process. How do you do it is you got to master a process. You got, it's like learning to play the piano. Like you got, like your nervous system is an instrument. You got to learn how to become a master of learning how to play this instrument called your nervous system. You okay. cannot expect a therapist to do it for you. Nobody's coming to rescue you. This has to be you to do it. Right. Um, and the first step is to learn how to master your nervous system. It's an education. A healing is learning and learning is forgetting. So you can't do it alone. You must have a guide. I mean, um, uh, watching a YouTube video and reading books is good. The difference is, is that there is a cognitive understanding, which is a intellectual understanding of what it is. Yep. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I know that ballet, ballet is this, oh, I, I understand salsa dancing on a cognitive level versus I've actually taken the classes and learned. So to heal from it, we must learn to regulate the nervous system. We got to understand the, and learn how to work with yeah. every time you have a trigger you have an emotional flashback that's coming up within the relationship dynamic. That's polar, highly polarized energy from your past that comes up three quarters of your brain shuts down. What do I do? You got to learn how to work with this dark material that comes up every time you get activated. Yeah. You're, you're, you're saying. No, no I'm saying it's, it's really being kind of like mindful, like it's really developing mindfulness to. Yeah. It's a spiritual journey. Yeah. It's a spiritual journey. You got it. And here's the, the part that everybody misses out on. And this is what I was missing out on. Cause I thought I had done a lot of all the personal development work. And here's what the missing piece is that most people don't really understand is you got to develop a relationship between your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. So 
your body is the one that's making that that's calling the shots when you're in a trauma bond. Your body is, is is reacting to the external environment without a conscious connection to my body, mm-hmm. an ability to regulate internally and to understand and connect to the knowing in my heart. I was going. To, I was constantly being controlled by the externals. Does that make sense? So no, to heal this, yeah. it's a spiritual journey of learning how it's a somatic, energetic, body-based um, kind of path that I take my clients on mm-hmm. to learn how to regulate their nervous systems, to change your relationship to pain, to guilt, to shame. In other words, it's an emotional literacy process where the only emotions I would have before was sadness and anger. And if I feel something, I would react in anger or sadness, but there's a whole bunch of other emotions in there that you can actually experience and move through and to, to, to work with whatever emotions come up, emotional literacy, to be able to, to move through those emotions, to sit in discomfort, to communicate feelings to be able to understand what I'm feeling and communicate it to connect to your intuition and knowing so that you know if something is good or bad or right or wrong in the beginning of understanding most of the clients are like I don't know what's real because you've been told from childhood this is the way that it is and then you realize wow my version of reality my whole identity my whole identity was given to me by my parents. I don't know who the fuck I am outside of what's, what I've been told. This is very alarming. This is very, very challenging for people when they realize it. It's a, it's a dark night of the soul. And so you need to have a community and a guide to, to, to kind of, it's like you've been born into a fishbowl with dirty water. You're saying, how do you heal from that? Well, you got to get out of that fishbowl. You got to be planted into an aquarium that's clean or a garden where the soil has been toxic and deficient. You got to remove yourself from that and put yourself in healthy soil and learn how to create a boundary around that soil Mm -hmm. that says, this is who I am. So now when you go in different places and other people have opinions about you that are different than you, you're able to say, no, this is what I feel about me regardless. And that is a spiritual journey. So healing from trauma bonds is a lifelong path and process. And, um, it's a process I kind of created for myself. And now I teach this to my community around the world. Love it. So, I mean, I would love if you can maybe just go maybe a bit of like, what can people do today to start this process? Like what can, what can I bring into my life right away in order to start healing and, and, and start identifying? Yeah. <clears throat> well, the first thing, um, that you can do, I mean, where do you begin? Um, <laughs> decide where you decide where you want to go. And decide, just look at your life right now and decide who it is that you'd love to be. And this is, you gotta, this is to heal from a trauma bond. We have to become somebody else. Decide who it is that you'd love to be. Okay. And find a guide that that's doing that. That's, 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 um, doing that. And then start to follow that person and start to do what, you know, start to, um, you know, maybe get guidance. Uh, this is something that can't be done by yourself. However, what do I start doing now? Um, 
I mean, where would I begin? Let's say somebody begins and they're in that space uh, to start to develop a relationship with your body mm-hmm. and to um, start to feel your emotions, start to learn how to move through your emotions, your tears, your sadness, your feeling into like this body sense, like <sighs> feeling your breath feeling the your feet on the floor start this is where i began he's like well, how do you you know you want to play basketball it's like you're asking me this question you want to play basketball i want to play in the nba i want to i want to play a game of basketball where would you begin well you asked me that question i would answer by saying well first start learning how to dribble just practice your dribbling so cuz it's a whole process and so what i what I would do is I would start to do what's called interoceptive exercises, which is sitting and being present to the sensations in your body. Mm-hmm. Notice where you're holding on to your stress and then start to consciously connect to those parts and release the tension from them. Releasing the tension in your feet, mm-hmm. releasing the tension in your shoulders and your jaw, the muscles of your face. And after you start developing this relationship with these parts of your body, you realize how much of your day is spent in kind of like protection, covering up and protecting yourself and which is the child inside of you feeling unsafe. Mm -hmm. So starting to work with, um, you know, the, 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 the child inside of you, uh, on my website, I have, um, a, a kind of free resources that you can, um, grab and I walk you through the path of breaking this cycle. So if, 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 if you're, you know, if you want to know kind of where to begin, um, I would start with understanding your attachment style. That's on my website. You can um, find out what your attachment style is. Um, You fill out the form, find it out. And then I send a bunch of trainings, like start to study yourself, become the university of you start to train, make this your number one priority to learn how to um, operate your nervous system. Mm-hmm. The first place to begin is start to learn how to the different parts of the nervous system and learn what they feel like when they get activated and how to operate the machinery. Because mm-hmm. without that, business doesn't work. Your relationship with money wouldn't work. Um, your intimate partnerships, they're always, you're always activating one another. Yep. So this was a critical information that I really needed to learn. And so that I teach what I most need to learn now. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, and, and so I would say like, first thing is I kind of like, again, being mindful of your body. I think I, I, um, one of the things that I know in mindfulness and, and my Buddhist teacher taught me is to kind of like identify when you're in stress or when you have any feelings, like where is that feeling sitting in your body? I guess it's kind of like, correct. Thing, right? it's kind of like notifying, okay, is this stress in my, in my chest? Is it in my belly? Is like, where is it? That's right. And not try to even yeah. get rid of it as much as just notice no. it. Right. Just give it just space. Just observe it. Second, right. Just absorb it and then breathe. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that alone will help the process. You do it once, twice. That's times, the beginning. Right. After a few yeah. weeks, you, you know, that releases that tension. Um, yeah. Right. That's the fundamental of it. That's the first step is mindfulness of what's here. The next step of what I teach is there's a reason why that 
tension is there right. is because your nervous system is trying to protect you from something. There's a child inside of you that doesn't feel safe. And so what I do is I teach people how to dive into that, nice. dive into that unsafety and then create safety for the child inside. Love it. All right. It's called reparenting. Reparenting. I love that. And so I know we, we got to wrap up soon. So, um, mm -hmm. I think like one is we gave something for the people here to kind of like start noticing their body and, and to start mm -hmm. like understanding that. And, and that alone is, is a start of foundation, the, right? The foundation. Yeah. And you talked about like, um, our connection to, and fantasies regarding love, sex mm -hmm. and money, uh, which we, mm -hmm. we understand like these are the things that we need to find out and heal. Um, mm -hmm. so my question is like, how about we, because you have this like whole event called rewire, uh, that's kind of like mm -hmm. what, what made me reach out to you because I saw it and I was like, okay, that, you know, that looks awesome. And, um, mm -hmm. just to mention to anybody here, I'm not affiliated. I'm not getting paid. You know, if you guys show up mm -hmm. to the event or buy anything, it's not <laughs> that it's just, I think it's, yeah. it's a, it sounds like an amazing event. Um, and so mm -hmm. can you speak to us a bit about like what's going on in this? Yeah. Event? What it is, is a three day immersive event. Day one is you're examining your relationship to love where we go back and whatever frustration that you're having in the realm of love within relationships, you get to see exactly why that is. Mm -hmm. And you get to have a, a felt sense understanding of the path that got you to this sense of frustration with love. Yep. And then we begin the process of shifting that relationship within your body to love day two is on sex. And then we, so it's a highly triggering subject. We go back and observe what was your sexual identity? Where did it come from? What did you observe from your parents? Um, wh where did it come from? Uh, what do you believe about yourself in terms of love? What do you, who do you think you are in terms of love and sex? The number two, and then we start the process of shifting that dynamic internally to align with something you're wanting to become. So we get the process of the, of the wiring within the system that's been conditioned changing. And day number three is about money. Who do you think you are in terms of money? What do you feel you deserve? What were the messages that were given to you from childhood? And in the afternoon, we start that process of shifting that relationship. So day one is love. Day two is sex. Day three is money. It's only for people who are able to handle very highly activating conversation. It's really, really, it's very confronting and it's very deep. So the people have to be willing to look in a mirror. Right. Um, and what it does is that it shifts your relationship to those things. Instead of being a slave to all of those things, yeah. you now get to create it the way that you want. And then um, what it means is, is that you're no longer um, at the effect of unconscious programming and conditioning from generations and cultural um you know, expectations and decencies yeah. that have been implanted on you that are now passing to your children. So you get to break that cycle for future generations. That's what it means. Love it. I think that's a, an amazing, um, event. It sounds like an amazing event. Is it like hosted by the way on, um, in, uh, on zoom On zoom it's, it's a, virtual, on right, zoom. virtual event. Um, is it in, um, I know you're in Pacific time, right? So yes, it's, it's in, in Pacific time. So it's going to be like 
Pacific time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if you're in Australia, um, it, it basically is like 4am to like 2pm Friday, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, if you're in Israel, it's inverted time. So you're going to have to, you know, be willing to, it's like a vacation when you go, it's like, with like a vacation when you're about to fly somewhere and you're excited, you wake up in the middle of the night and do it. The people who are, people are coming from all over the world. We have people in Europe, Australia, North America, they, they're taking it on. Like, this is like an exciting vacation and they're really committed to shifting that pattern. Nice. Love that. So guys, if you are just, you know, if you want to shift that pattern, please be sure to check out this event. There's also a Facebook group that you opened, uh, Nima about the psych that is uh, free for all. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, I think one is like, how about if you can tell where people, where can people find you? I know it's like Instagram for sure. Um, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, I'm easily, um, findable. I have a podcast called trigger proof Facebook community. Um, it's called healing, uh, love, sex, and money conditioning. Um, I'm sure I can give you the links there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the best place to begin. Uh, there's content and then for free, uh, the information is free. The transformation is what I, I like to guide people whenever you're ready to, to shift that pattern and, and it's important to you and you want to make that change. It's kind of like conditioning. The sooner you begin, you know, you'll start to see results sooner. It's not going to happen overnight. Oh, so, um, and it's a work in progress for life. So I teach you the process. Love that. So everybody at Dr. Nima on Instagram. Uh, you will be able mm-hmm. to find all the links that you need to the website, to the Facebook mm-hmm. group, to the event, like everything is on mm-hmm. uh, Instagrams at Dr. Nima or just search mm-hmm. Google for Dr. Nima Rahmani. And uh, Beautiful. Nima, bro, thank you so much, man. It was an amazing. Thank you for having me. Uh, super yeah, great conversation. Topic, man. I, I just, you know, I think I'll get you on again to kind of like explore the topic even further. After Anytime. The and, uh, and yeah, thank you so much. Anytime, brother. Thank you. All right, guys, was this awesome or what? I really enjoyed the show with Dr. Nima. So guys, if you enjoy the show, again, please share it with anybody that you might know that can benefit from this. We all have our healing to do. And so many people would benefit from the show. Please share it. That would mean the world. Talk about it. Share it. Rate us on iTunes, Spotify. It will just get the show to more people and make the show grow. Just to remind you guys that if you want to improve yourself and have positive statements that can help you grow, get Affirmations and Co. on the App Store. It's our app. It's out. It's on the App Store. If you haven't got it yet, please get the app and try it because you would love it. And when if you do, by the way, just follow me on the app. You will be able to follow other people. It's a social network of affirmations. I have lists there for my gratitude lists and my prayers and my vision and goals and that is besides the, all of the affirmations for my business affirmations and my money affirmations my relationship affirmations and all of those affirmations that I work with on a regular basis and I get notified by the app on a regular basis so guys if you like affirmations and if you are into personal development you should definitely get this app thank you again for listening to the show and see you on the next episode peace peace